0: Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Coach Me Plus. Coach Me Plus is the leader in athlete management software and a product that we've been lucky enough to implement here for over two years now. The product in and of itself is exactly what you need it to be, guys, with options ranging from being a workout provider, as in sending the workout directly to the student-athletes' phones, to being a place where you can communicate with them and bring together multiple streams of data to be its own dashboard for you, your coaching staff, or the athletes, or you can use what we've added to our our menu of Coach Me Plus activities, and that's the hydration station, where all of this information that is provided is based off of research from the Corey Stringer Institute, where we're looking at weighing in versus weighing out and then providing optimal hydration uh, strategies for the student athletes by them selecting through the menu and tapping on what they'll take home with them and what they're consuming prior to the next practice um, when all the numbers at the top are lined up green. It's something we've had really good success with and the kids have really bought in on. Just another great example of the awesome product that you can find at coachmeplus.com. Guys, uh, hop over to coachmeplus.com today and check it out. It's a product I guarantee you won't be disappointed with. Hey, everybody. If you enjoy the podcast and the content it provides, be sure to hop over and check out the community. The community is an exclusive member's website that is just an extension of what we do here in July at the Central Virginia Sport Performance Seminar. What it is is a combination of video lectures, a coach's corner with your Monday morning take-home information, and a forum where you can talk about anything and everything related to the field of strength and conditioning. In the community, you'll find content added each month from some of the top practitioners in the world ranging from PhDs to high-level coaches, bringing you exactly what they're doing with their athletes or their research at the present moment. On top of that, an additional discussion by coaches, bringing you that Monday morning information, things that you can add to your training program right away, tying that in with the opportunity to discuss with coaches around the world in the forum on anything and everything, from the topics addressed in these presentations to whatever you're seeing in your daily life as a coach. If this sounds like the right thing for you and your staff, Go ahead and hop over to CVASPS.com community and try it out for 48 hours for just a dollar. If you like it, you're signed up, ready to roll, and you're jumping into all the great content added each month. If not, feel free to go ahead and cancel at any time. No questions asked. We're really excited about what we're building in the community and hope you are too. Go ahead and hop over to CVASPS.com community and check it out today. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Today, guys, we have an awesome talk with Drexel University's Mike Rankin. Mike and I are going to sit down and talk about building relationships, and not just when your athletes are at school, but when your student-athletes graduate and move on to either professional careers in athletics or becoming professionals in the workforce. Mike has put together a program called Athletes for Life that's allowing him to keep these connections, keep these relationships growing, and is now being able to be used as supplemental income both for himself, his staff members, and as a fundraiser for his department. This is something that I think that a lot of coaches have been you know, looking for, a way to supplement income, a way to take care of their staff and their department a little better without adding a, an excessively large amount of work. And Mike really breaks it down awesome from, from start to finish, everything they've been doing, and how he looks to expand it. This is really an awesome talk, guys. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Let's get right to it. Mike Rankin, thank you so much for being on with us today, brother. Dude, you're the best. Mike, first of all, let's get a a quick intro here. Let's let everybody know where you are, what you're doing, and and what we're getting into. All
1: right. Well, hi, everybody. Uh, It's rare that I get on uh, and really kind of put myself out there. I wouldn't do it for somebody, um, just anybody, but, you know, Jay and I have known each other probably for about 15 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I consider him part of my Juniata Strength and Conditioning like family. Uh, it's somebody that I look forward to seeing uh, at least once a year. And if Skype gives us the opportunity to uh, see each other a little bit more, I'm all for that. So uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, like Jay said, Mike Rankin and I work at Drexel University. I've been here for 15 years and most recently, I started something called uh, Athletes for Life, which I think is what we're going to talk a majority about today.
0: So, yeah. So let's get right into it. I think that what really needs to to start this conversation is where did this idea come from? Um, because understanding where it came from, people understand better what it actually is.
1: Uh, I think, for me, you know, I think that there's a lot of facets to how this kind of got started. I've always wanted to have a connection longer than what I have with my athletes at Drexel. Uh, I think that if you've been an athlete here, you know how hard I am on on my kids and what my expectations are for them. And most of the time, my relationship improves, they kind of wrap up, and I really wanted to continue that, that connection. Always have been trying to, and people will constantly, and I think this happens for a lot of strength coaches. Kids want that information even more once they're done. So they constantly reach out. They want programs. They want any advice that you've kind of gone through. And in the past, that was just you know kind of shooting a either PDF, a Word document, or an Excel document. But technology has helped uh, with that exponentially. So I think really when Team Builder came up and they were showing me what their software was, and I knew that that was going to be really beneficial for. Uh, all of our student athletes while they were here, but I also saw a potential for when, when they graduated, a, a way to stay connected and a way for not only you know us as coaches to stay connected, but also a way for the kids to stay connected with each other. Because I think that that's a huge loss once you kind of wrap up and retire from athletics.
0: No, 100%. Now you've developed a great relationship with Team Builder. We have one with with Coach Me, uh, Coach Me Plus. You know, really similar companies that allow this. Is AMS software, the athlete management software, to be able to be dispersed so you can do a bunch of different things. So building off those relationships and, and talking with these kids that now have gone from 18 to, in your case, since most of them are five-year kids, to 23, mm-hmm. um, what are we getting into now with Athletes for Life? What What is the program and, and how is it moving forward?
1: So Athletes for Life is supposed to kind of bridge that uh, drop-off from your college athletic career to possibly entering either a professional career or just entering uh, the workforce. So getting out and not understanding necessarily what to do. So I think that for a long time, people thought that, well, they're playing at the highest level. If you're working in Division One, Division Two, or Division Three, hey, look, this is the pinnacle of what your athletic career is going to be. They must know how to stay in shape. They must know how to get together with other people, um, and have some kind of that team connection and communicate with one another. But the research says that it's a huge drop off. So when you retire, as soon as you retire from athletics, all of a sudden you go from being one of the most active individuals on the planet to being just as average, if not below what somebody else's activity is. So. Immediately that started to bring in signs of depression. That started to bring in um, different health issues where you're putting on weight. Uh, You might be putting more strain on your heart, your cardiovascular system. You're not able to move the way that you once did. So to me, it's providing the information, the continued information so that, hey, look, if I go to the gym, I'm not just doing the things I like, which I think a lot of people kind of get tied into, or I'm just going in and it's a social hour. I'm not getting anything done, or I don't go to the gym at all. But on top of that, it's also and this is a feature of some of the software that we're both using is you can stay connected with with your fellow teammates um, or any alumni for that matter. You might meet new people through the software and have different challenges. So and that to me kind of keeps that, wow, I'm going to be able to stay competitive because I might train for something on a daily basis and look what somebody else's results are. Uh, the coach can build in those challenges and. Uh, but you can also train for a specific event and that's what i think a lot of the people who are currently signed up uh, with athletes for life with me were trying to build programs that gear you towards one specific event and then we build something else um, you know and you know jay and i were talking about this before we kind of started recording but you know i never envisioned it really tying me in other than just being the per, like the person building everything and providing that information but i realized that i could train with some of the people that i grew up training with like i could train with some of my lifting partners from when i was in high school and college uh, and some of my athletes have now who have signed up have asked to train for specific events uh with me and then we'll just write up programs for a specific event so which is phenomenal so might not have done, I would have never done a Red Bull 400 again, uh, if one of my former alumni didn't ask me to. So, but they did. So now I have to go back up to Whistler and run with them, which will be unbelievable. So it'll be nice to have people training for it, you know, again this year and, and going up to do something that that is that challenging.
0: Well, I think that that's neat too, in, in the, in the sense that it's the community that it provides. And that it, it's keeping the kids involved in the strength conditioning program.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and anybody can set it up. So the thing is, you know, I think when I've talked about this in the past, people just thought it was something that you could do at Drexel. But any coach can kind of bridge onto the Athletes for Life. Uh, right now, it's just through Team Builder. So we'll have Athletes for Life uh, information that goes up, what the cost of having per athlete... Um, so like there's different platforms, so you have to have a minimum of about 30 people signed up, but then you would pay either $4 per person or $6 per person, uh, depending on what platform you go on. But, you know, again, it's, I've decided that a portion of what we'll do is I'm going to donate it back to Drexel and the program that I'm currently at, um, so that I can get some of the equipment so that we can continue to improve. Uh, but also to supplement for some of my assistants. So if they're contributing you know, by helping out with this initiative, then obviously they need to be compensated. And we run it kind of like a camp. So And it's just additional camp money. So if this grows the way that I think it'll grow, it also becomes something if you switch jobs, you're most likely going to bring a lot of the athletes that you are training wherever you were with you. And you can walk in the door and go, hey, look, this is what my camp is is currently providing. So when I come in, that new uh, source of revenue would probably travel with you, which kind of puts you maybe a step in front of somebody with equal uh, experience and understanding for what that new job might be. That's how I see it. I, not everybody has to see it that way, uh, but that's something that's, I think, unique uh, that this this kind of software and this, this kind of program could provide
0: for us. No. And it's what I think is awesome with that is you tie in all of those other positives with it, but the addition to that of it being another revenue stream for the coach themselves. Um, Cause you know, we we've talked about a billion times about work life balance and compensation and all these things, but a little extra change in your pocket is a good thing. And you're able to take care of your staff, and nobody's budget's big enough. So you get three big birds with one stone, and it's it should be a bunch of stuff that, for the most part, we already have set up.
1: True. Uh, there's not a whole lot, so you can put in any program that you want. So a lot of the things that we currently launched with were very similar, with slight modifications from what we're running with our kids right now. Um, you know if there's anything that needs to be adjusted I mean at least with how team builder has it set up if you basically have drop downs then you can modify the workout however you need to uh, for your specific needs and that's a real quick video and explanation uh, when you send it out to the people that sign up because a lot like for me going back 15 years we didn't always use this software so they need to basically be introduced to it well all my kids that are graduating now They would just basically continue. So they already know how to use the software. They understand how it all functions. So they don't need as much of that information moving forward. And if we continue to do the same thing while we're working here, then it's a very smooth transition. You just change their account. So it just rolls over. And then they can have all their college information. It'll still have all their testing, uh, which people call back all the time. It's like, hey, what was my PR when I was there? Because I don't remember it. And I want to see if I'm better now than I was then. You know, you, I don't know if you get that a lot, yeah. you know, where it's I'm comparing myself to when I was 18 years old, uh, and I'm 35 and I want to see if I'm doing the same amount of weight. So, you know, to me, it's, you can always have that information and you can constantly be comparing that and still trying to progress as you move on.
0: No doubt. And so where do you see this moving forward then for you and for Drexel,
1: uh, When I wrote this up and presented it to my administration, I would like to be the first revenue generating strength and conditioning facility in the country. So the numbers, like how you break it down. And obviously, look, I'm not uh, a business person, not yet. Uh, I'm learning kind of as we go. But to me, I want to make this accessible for everyone. I don't want to overprice it because I want I just want our kids to be able to to do this and no matter what their budget may or may not be uh, when they graduate, but I need to learn how to set it up so that it can be revenue generating without needing a million people to sign Uh, up. Now, uh, I think that we have a good plan on how that will progress. I'd like it to be uh, anywhere between five years to where we accumulate enough. Uh, alumni, family, and friends to sign up uh, so that we can get much closer to covering pretty much even with what I donate to Drexel and still have for my staff uh, and potentially for myself to be able to almost meet what my budgetary needs are uh, on an annual basis. So that's my goal. That would be fantastic. Everybody. I mean, I don't want this just to be us. I really want this to be offered for every student-athlete across the country. And it's, I want, I mean, Philadelphia has, I think, a really good community of strength and conditioning coaches just because we're so close. But I want to see it start to move from one school to another where every coach gets to continue that relationship that they spent so much time uh, building while they were there.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And you're doing that and attempting to do that outside of just Philadelphia. Of course,
1: so I bring up Philadelphia just as like an example, um, just because those are the guys that I get to see more often than not. But you know, I said I think before we jumped on here, it's I'd also like our conference to necessarily be something that we advertise um, as, hey, look, we're not just going to worry about your student athlete welfare while you're in school. We're also going to worry about your welfare once you graduate. And I think that. Uh, I've talked to you extensively about what I feel Drexel is from a family kind of feeling standpoint. Well, when somebody graduates, you're not out of the family. It's once a dragon, always a dragon. And I think that we can express that uh, by continuing to connect the kids with each other but also keeping them connected uh, with us as coaches. So why wouldn't everybody be able to do that? Why wouldn't that be something that we're offering as a recruit comes in saying – Hey, look, when you come in here, yeah, yes, we want you to be good at whatever you're coming in to be at. And we're going to provide you all these services. But when you graduate, you're going to have access to continue some of those services as well, uh, because we want to stay connected with you. We're not just building a relationship uh, for a few years and then go, okay, you gave us what we wanted and you're gone. That's not why I got into this uh, profession. And I don't think that that's what I see from a lot of the people uh, that I've really grown to uh, respect and, uh, really grown to like as professionals and friends across the country. So, and I think that if we have something that we can provide that doesn't really cut down on our work life balance, because I think we all know that as a coach, it's difficult to kind of get that balance at times, but this also, it's not going to take up all the time in the world to do this. It it just enhances it, I think.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. No, I think it's fantastic, and I think that the idea of starting local and working your way through the league is is a great way to to build it and to get the ball rolling externally. How do you see it spreading though more within the department with the with the students and the staff there
1: uh I mean with us personally mm-hmm. I think it just comes down to building the relationships you know I think uh The more stretched out I get, I put a lot of responsibility on my staff also to build relationships. So there's a consistency. I've been here 15 years. Well, my staff has been here pretty long, too. So I think Anthony's going almost on five years now. Uh, I have one other who just started. But my goal whenever I bring in a new employee is I want this to go as long as it can go uh, where they're happy. Like I want this. And I say this to anybody that I hire, this will be the best job that you ever have. Uh, That's my goal. That's how I set it up. But when it's time for you to move on, I'll be your biggest supporter. But when you talk about athletes for life, there's, you want to have consistency. You're buying into the people that were providing you uh, that shoulder to lean on and the advice for you to get better while you were here. If it basically recycled every year. Then, what are they really? Where was the relationship? How do you build a relationship in a couple of weeks? You don't. So, my office always has had some kind of consistency. I really haven't had anybody come in and leave in a couple of months. Like, I've, it's always been multiple years. So, that's where I kind of see this building. It's well, if you have a consistent staff and you as the person, if you're the person in charge of the Athletes for Life initiative, if you know that you're going to be in one spot for a while, then you have a lot of time to build up some kind of a clientele who might want to buy into that.
0: No doubt. Now, going through and having built things in the past, I know that there are specific headaches and things that you would turn back when you started and be like, no, man, that part, you don't want to do that. You want to go this way instead what are some things for people who would want to be involved and want to build something along these lines? Where where are some things that Rankin looks back and he's like, yeah, I wouldn't have done it that way. I'd do it this way.
1: Uh, You know, to me, it's more the waiting. Uh, I am a perfectionist and I will hold off on, in a lot of cases doing something because it's not, I know it's not going to be perfect. Uh, I don't think that you can get into this if, That's your mindset. You just have to launch and see what happens. And you're probably going to lose a couple people at first. They're going to get on, expect something different. Um, But that's how you improve. So, you know, I often say it's, you know, people ask me about perfection all the time and if I believe in it, And even though I'm a perfectionist. And my answer always is, yeah, I do. Otherwise, why would it be in the dictionary? Why would we talk about perfection all the time? But it's always just a hair out of your reach. So it's always going to be that far away from you being able to grab it. But if I'm making the conscious effort and listening to what's going on, especially with this, I'm going to constantly keep moving forward and improving what the product is. So if I continued to wait for it to be perfect, I'll never get there and I never would have launched. And the people who are very happy using this software right now would have never had the opportunity to even do that. So I wouldn't have waited as long. I think that that's my biggest thing because I'm going to learn more by making multiple mistakes and then trying to improve based off of what I'm learning uh, rather than trying to work out all the scenarios in my head uh, because I'll never be done doing that. I will constantly be uh, spinning those wheels trying to figure out what's going to make this a better product for everybody who's using it um, and I'll never, I'll never finish doing that. Like It'll never be where I really ultimately want it to be which means I would have just been sitting on my hands, not providing anything.
0: Well, that's good. I, you know, and, I'm, and I know that for you that that's tough at times, but you know, I, I think that this is something that people do want to look more into because they, they don't want to miss the boat on this one. So where can they find uh, more info? Hashtag fun size. Um, about, uh, you know, everything that you've got going on that you're building here with this?
1: I mean, obviously anybody feel free to reach out to me at any time. I know that sometimes that's strength coaches are hesitant to do that because we all think that we're too busy to even pick up the phone. My thing is this, if I know, uh, you're equally as busy as I am and you're a strength coach going through the same grind. Look, we need to be able to take the time to support each other and a phone call. Very simple. If you don't have time for that, shoot me an email Uh, I'll definitely get back and we'll go through that. You can go and check out uh, what I currently have up, which is at uh, mrstrengthtraining.com. That'll at least show you what kind of the platform is. And then you can always contact Team Builder as well. So everybody's kind of on the same page. We'll be discussing at at a couple conferences coming up. So this will be a topic that I'm talking at Juniata about. and trying to again, kind of bring up to speed as to what my success stuff is and what my failures are. I'm always uh, very honest with. Look, this is how it's going, and uh, I'm not perfect. I'm trying to figure it out. So uh, these mistakes I made, these that are forward, and we'll put all that kind of on the table. You guys might be way, way better at some of the things than I am. So you might jump out and not have any of those issues. So, you know, to me, it's, I'll try to lay it out from how I set up the LLC, uh, who I went through, uh, but you might not have to do that at your school. So I know there's a couple of schools right now that are signing up for this initiative and they're doing it through the school. So it'll become part of their, their fundraising package, um, which is something that I tried to do. And it just wasn't, it just didn't ultimately work out that way. Uh, But Drexel did allow me to uh, kind of open it up as a camp and that's kind of how we're doing it. So it'll be different at different schools.
0: What was that website again?
1: Uh, Mr. Strength training.com.
0: Mr. Strength training.com. Correct.
1: Awesome. So basically my initials, strength training.com. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, no, we're going to link all that in the notes and, uh, make sure everybody gets a chance to look at that. Mike can't, let you go without talking about the one and the only big D and up there at Juniata. Since you've mentioned the Juniata family a couple times, uh, Mike is one of the reasons I always go back, you know, especially cause he's going to do something on a hands-on that hopefully I'm not able to do at that present moment post-surgery still. Um,
1: come something specifically for you.
0: Yes. And then it'll be, you know, it's, it's a great day and a half um in an interesting town, but it, it's something that's driven me to to do a lot of the things that we do. So if you could touch on you know everything that Doug does up there for a quick second, uh we'll, we'll leave it at that.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I think Juniata is one of those clinics where I look forward to every year. Um, it was the I think I was on my way up to Juniata. I was on the train uh, my first year here. And I actually got hired as the head coach while I was on the train up to that clinic. And the people that I met, as soon as I got there, Doug sent somebody down to pick me up at the train station. And immediately I knew that this, that conference was something special, uh, from the standpoint of, I think even meeting you. And I mean, uh, at that time it was diesel crew was a big draw to go up. Uh, as Jed is still, you know, I wish Smitty would come back and make an appearance every once in a while. Uh, But there was something special when you kind of get a bunch of guys who it's not just go up and speak uh, and then kind of go off on your own. It's, Hey, I'm going to go up. I'm going to speak. And then guess what? We're going to go hang out. We're going to break bread with one another. We're going to talk about things that we're doing at our school. We're going to talk about our personal lives, you know, which you don't always get at other conferences. It's so rushed. And, you know, the, the, I say that it was one of the first times I saw a group of strength coaches giggling like children uh, before one of the Dick Hartzell presentations. So <laughs> that was my first experience with coach. And everybody was like, well, you have to go to this presentation. And I think right there is where it's one of my memories I think about every year when I go up and I can't wait uh, to see that group. And I love trying to grow that group. It's always something that I'll bring my uh, staff to and bring any interns that, you know, obviously can, can fund that at that point. But uh, it's something that I think everybody in this profession needs to go up and experience. It's, it's a family-like uh, conference that you don't get everywhere.
0: Yeah. No, he does, uh, Doug does a great job. in that social, family, open, honest time Is what we really strive for here. And it's uh, a lot of that is because of obviously what Doug built, but you know, Tony Decker, Darren Thomas, Rob Perinello, you, Ham, Cam Davidson, Jed, you know, the guys that are always there, like, have a a big impact in that too, and, and keep driving that forward and making me want to be better with what we do. So thank you for everything you're doing, Mike. This is killer. I I can't believe we got this on tape. I can't believe we finally got to do this. You got me. I, I'm i so happy, bro, and I, I can't wait to get this up. People are going to love it. Thank you so much.
1: Hey, man, thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, so well, we'll be in touch soon, brother.
1: Once. Yeah. So make sure that you're all healed up. I'll have something specifically for you to do. I can't wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, man, we'll be in touch soon. All right, man, take care. You too. And a huge thank you to Drexel's Mike Rankin for sitting down and spending the time with us today. Guys, make sure you get over there and check out mrstrengthtraining.com uh, so that you have a have a glimpse into what he's putting together here for the Athletes for Life program, guys. You know, it's something that, again, a lot of coaches have talked about. Secondary streams of income. Ways that we can keep relationships with athletes going once their careers are over. Combining these two things together, really, it, it just makes sense. So hop over there and check it out. Mike, keep up the great work. Really appreciate everything you're doing with that and with the field. Uh, It it is. It's truly appreciated. And as always, guys, if you did enjoy the talk, please share it through the social media outlet of your choice, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be. If you know anybody that could use this, tweet it at them. Tag them in the post. Shoot it in a DM, whatever it is. Just trying to get the best information out there to all the great coaches out there that we possibly can. And as always, guys, thank you for everything that you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We will be back next week with another awesome guest. We will see you then.